Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the official Geek Speak podcast. We are now 40 episodes in, Josh. Whoa. I'm your, whoa. I'm your host, Sean. And joining us always is my co-host, Josh. Incredible boy. I'm not affiliated with you, Rudy Rudolph. This is the podcast where we watch movies, make movies, play games, and more. What else can you ask for? Hey, Josh. I don't know how I feel about being compared to Incredible um, or Syndrome. Neither of no, them I enjoy. You are compared to that moment. Incredible, In- I'm not affiliated with you. Which which part of it am I a part of? You're, you are the interaction. Cool. <laughs> Uh, normally we go through a different Disney Channel original movie, um, or DCOM for short. So we see how, um, the biggest media company on earth with Disney, we see a very large sample size and a relatively short period of time, like, like 15, 20 years with so much media coming out from one, like one goal. And we see how the quality changes, et cetera, how they cater toward children. Not today. No DCOM today. Last episode, we did the ultimate Christmas present, which was existing. It is um, a thing. Yeah, it definitely existed, right? sure and <laughs> what do you mean sure look things happen and then the brain forgets and it's best that the brain forgets these things why did it have an earthquake setting why did it have a kid randomly say like oh every time i do this i end up on a uh, child loss list or whatever it was oh yeah that's not my favorite movie this is if you're, welcome, yeah. if you're new to the podcast welcome um we go through a different movies and tv shows and through pop culture we look at the news of the week or in this case the three weeks and we see just what pop culture is doing what's what's popping what's happening we are once again putting off our fast and the furious franchise episode uh, because of me i have now watched one through five and i will be watching five through ten very soon i do have fast x news in our news though so as all news pieces should have all news pieces in the world have Fast X. So the submersible news, the five billionaires, if you really like to Fast X. If you somehow can't tie that back into Fast X, then you have failed as a journalist. Well, Dom Toretto could have saved them because they're family. <laughs> we also have, usually in our episodes, a super weird story, which is where I go through a different thing in comic books or superheroes or media around it and just have Josh blind react to what I have to say. Not I'm- today. There's so much. I'm very oblivious to many comic things, but today is not a day to prove how dumb I am on these things. To prove how dumb you... Do you have something to prove with this podcast? What don't I have to prove? I want to know. That's a question you'll find the answers to maybe never. Are you doing okay? Look, 
there's a thing called being tired, and my brain is on it constantly. The caffeine never works. Uh, maybe I'll try cocaine. Last episode, John <laughs> ranted about the Little Mermaid and how bland he thought it was. You were wrong, bro. I saw it. Ocean pretty, romance cute. Okay, uh, okay. And I butts. I, I would like to update my thoughts on it because I gave it some time and then I saw it again with my mom. I do think that it's fine. The power How of moms compel you. Go on. However, when it's doing the same thing, I found it to be very boring. When it was doing new things, I found it to be very good. And so it just made an even more frustrating experience because I'm like, I really like the new stuff. I like the romance. I like how they updated like Eric and Ariel. I thought that was well done. But then they felt the urge to do the same thing. And I'm just like, no, you could have done more different things. No. And it's just... Uh, it's annoying because the potential is right there. Ocean pretty, romance cute. I the ocean That's... felt boring to me. You're you're boring, bitch. <laughs> well, I also like Avatar: The Way of Water now, so now all oceans need to look like that. So ha. Y you also have you are a flip floppy little fish. I am of the belief that if you're if you're a person that loves film um, and a filmmaker and stuff like that, if your opinion just keep flipping. Yes, if your opinion does not grow and change with you, then you're bad at what you do. There you, know, you go. I agree. I think you're in the span of how short you can flip on something. It's amusing sometimes. Okay, I gave Avatar like several months, though, before I re I saw it again. Uh, we Movies came out, though, this past month. They did. Um, I watched the first time uh, last night, No Hard Feelings. It just came out recently. Nice. Really fun. Loved it. Uh, it's got some issues about the whole age thing and the maybe sexual assault thing with doing, but or attempted with that. But also, it's not that serious in this. It's 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 really. I understand people are trying to say with that, but I think if you if you bring it up too much, it kind of misses the message of the movie about the helicopter parents and all that stuff. Um, like it, it and not only does it have like a decent message at it, it also acknowledges from the get go that what like they're hiring her to do like is not a good thing, and the film constantly is making a point of that. Right, and it cares like her friends bring up to, uh, or people around his life bring up to her, but hey, you shouldn't be doing this, and it's not like in a licorice pizza way where it, like Correct. they come together at the end. It's not like that. I ran about this to my girlfriend Nicole. Josh, your review spoils two jokes are not in the trailer. I don't give context to it. No, but it ruined those scenes for me when I watched it. And it's fine. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I, I no, any joke that's not in a trailer for a comedy should not be in a review unless you put a spoiler warning. Because like, oh, that's the, the jokes are the spoilers. I, I put it as vague as I could. You don't know when they're going to happen. You don't know who it happens to or who does it. So I say it's fine. That's my 10 cents on the thought. I will fight you on that. Well, you're uh, farther away, so ha. Try to throw a punch also, from California, bitch. <laughs> uh, Asteroid City also came out, the new Wes Anderson film. Which, that, people, if you like Wes Anderson, you'll probably like it. That That is a film I have so many thoughts on, but it's the kind of film that I need to see multiple times to really gather my thoughts on it, because... On the, on the surface, it's, you know, a Wes Anderson movie, like, from that kind of point, but it's probably the most complex in terms of, like, how his characters are written and the themes that are present in it, and that's all I'll say about it. Um, very fun time, though. Highly recommend it, even if you haven't seen a Wes Anderson movie. Uh, Elemental also came out. I loved it. So good. We got Rise of the Beast, which is just we get to see Gorilla Robot fighting other robot. That's it's... always fun. 
I, look, I binged the Transformers series before watching Rise of the Beast. Um, those movies are insane. Um, Bumblebee is great, and then this one is good. It is fun. I really enjoyed I, it. I stand by the CIA stuff in the first Transformers movie. Could be almost entirely cut out. There are so but. many things in that movie that that the CIA, the military, all that could be cut because you know as soon as we learn like what the Autobots are, it's just like okay, and then you have those two subplots that are still trying to be like, what is this alien robot thing? It's like we okay. already know. But great opening scene though. Oh yeah, the opening scene is great. Out of some new releases, I've not seen any of them yet. Really, besides the hard feelings, I haven't gone to the theater much. I was on set this past weekend, and I was on set again recently before then too. So I've just kind of been trying to. I've been. A little busy, but it's cool. This week we also will get Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. <laughs> yep. I'm don't redo that. Ah, oh, don't redo that. I'm not gonna redo it. Don't worry. I think it's gonna have people in it doing things. I am looking forward to it, and I rewatched Kingdom of the Crystal Skull because I haven't seen it. Since. You thought it was fun, now. Yes. Other thing about that movie, though, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Harrison Ford prefers it over Temple of Doom. I. I agree. I think Temple of Doom has the better action set pieces, but I think overall quality-wise, Crystal Skull is better. Also, Kihui Kwan came to the premiere of Dial of Destiny. He did, and now I'm forever more mad that he isn't in the damn movie. And he brought uh, one of the actors from Temple of Doom with him, who was his friend. I think that's pretty fun. We got delays! Josh, things are getting halted because of WGA and other stuff just going around. Are you prepared to hear what's going what's going down, what's being slowed? What has been delayed, and will I either cry or say yay, or both? Oh yeah, we haven't done yay or nays yet for anything, but it's fine. We uh, generally on this podcast, we have a yay or nay system because art is subjective, and who cares what's good and bad? It doesn't really matter, and our, like we know with Josh, things will flip and flop. <laughs> so, also, I'm- that's also why you take nothing we say uh, seriously, really, with our good or bad, because ask us in two months, three months, a year, we might have different opinions. You know, it's fluid. Please remember, but, I am an idiot. We are both idiots. I can't speak for Sean on that matter, but I can at least speak for myself on that matter. I am, in fact, dumb. You actually just spoke for me by saying I'm an idiot and then said you wouldn't spoke to speak for me. This this proves my point. I am an <laughs> idiot. Uh, we are de- we have delays for Avatar 3, 4, and 5. This, this one... <laughs> This is so funny because the fifth one was supposed to come out like in our when we were in our mid twenties. Now the fifth one is coming out when we're in our thirties. I don't yes. like that fact. Avatar, I actually have a note on that later on, but actually, you're here. The main Avatar films will end in 2031. That's insane. Also, that note said main Avatar films, meaning he wants to do spinoffs. That doesn't surprise me, but just a matter of... Finish the one series first. Yeah, and him saying, like, he wants to do, like, you know, more than, like, Jim, buddy, by the time the fifth one comes out, you're gonna be in, like, your mid-80s. Like, maybe you'll have one more. James, Jimothy, Jim, (laughs) come on. Uh, We are getting delayed on both new Avengers films, King Dynasty and Secret Wars. So we have uh, both King Dynasty and Secret Wars are getting delayed, as well as Blade, Fantastic Four, Thunderbolts, Captain America... Um, Daredevil has also halted production right now because of the WGA strike, which I'm good. Keep halting stuff. That helps solidarity. Um, also, Deadpool 3 was moved up. That's insane. So, thoughts on all these delays and maybe one move up for no reason. So, the delays are obviously good, just given the whole situation and everything. 
the ones that are either like currently filming like Captain America, it has me worried in terms of quality. Uh, apparently Thunderbolts just started filming today. Again, that has me worried in terms of the quality. It's like I understand from a certain perspective of like, yes, they have to you know get these out in a certain time frame and everything. I, I get that. But at the same time, like you got you can't make stuff during this time. Like you just can't like I get people need to work, but also like. You know, I would rather, you know, writers be fucking paid like a livable wage. And, you know, the if there needs to be creative adjustments, like actually be able to make them while you're filming it and not, you know, come back like six months later and spend another hundred million reshooting almost the whole thing because it didn't work. Well, they have to film as much as they can right now because SAG will probably go on strike soon. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for it. If, if, as long as the system gets changed, like, yeah. And I don't know if do you have the news piece about Squid Game? No, I didn't include it. Okay, um, but essentially, Squid Game made Netflix almost a billion dollars. It was huge. But because the creator of the show was basically a no-name and had nothing, uh, not only did they basically make him sign over like the intellectual rights to it to Netflix, he also gets no residuals for it. So despite it being a billion-dollar franchise, he has made almost nothing from it, which is bullshit. Uh, Yeah, I also learned something similar about uh, Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Uh, Devin Workheiser, who played Ned, did it with a few has done podcasts recently just talking about being a Nickelodeon kid. And basically, they don't get residuals. No leads got residuals. Fascinating. Only, only supporting actors. Like in Drake and Josh, neither Drake or Josh got residuals, but their dad, like the dad character did, the mom character did. So, um, like, the adults got residuals, but not the kids? Yes. Uh, Interesting. And it was a power play by Nickelodeon. Because the and it wasn't like they didn't they didn't they knew what they were signing. Like Devin said that he between seasons when he got bigger, it's like he renegotiated. He's trying to renegotiate because he had lawyers in the first contract. He knew what he was signing, and he thought we'll renegotiate between seasons. And they tried that. Uh, Nickelodeon said no. We'll just recast you. Uh, there's a million kids. There's a million kids who want to play Ned. We can find any of them. It's like wow. So that that's that sucks. S- studios, please be better. Please. That just makes me wonder now, like, what about, like, Disney Channel? Because they made even more, like, kid shows like that. Like, what was it a similar thing, or was it, like, not as bad? Because, like, think about, like, mid-2000s, like, Disney Channel shows. Like, fucking Hannah Montana, like, alone, like, was insanely huge. Not just from a show, but, like, as a icon. So, like, I wonder what Miley's pay on that was. Two dollars. Oof. <laughs> no, but a lot of Disney kids had a pretty bad too they've been very open about that uh that payment was never that great or consistent that there was other issues etc but i'm not a disney kid or a nickelodeon kid i don't know i wasn't raised in that world i'm glad i wasn't but i'm glad things are being halted for the most part deadpool 3 being moved up is the most worrisome thing of this that that's it's so strange to me that they're going forward with it because of how improv heavy like those movies are and Ryan Reynolds not being able to, like, improv, because legally, like, he can't do that with how the strike works. And here's what's funny about that to me, is that if he was just an actor, he could still, but being a producer also means he can't. Yeah. That's bullshit. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a funny, like, the way the small little stringy, like, the, the stringies, stringies, <laughs> the small little uh, loopholes, contingencies, etc., that just weave their way through these kind of contracts are hilarious to me. 
but also, but also, like it could just be that a lot of them, like they're just gonna plow through it, and then you know, once the strike, you know, goes, you know, stops and everything like that, whenever that is, they'll just go back and then reshoot however much of it, because that's just apparently, like, you look at a lot of Marvel stuff, and like, yeah, like this, this was changed, this was reshot, this was redone, this was redone, and you can tell quality wise because most of reshots are done just on green screens, so that just that has me worried with a lot of the stuff. We got trailers, Josh. Trailers. Trailers. Including when we just watched both of us together. The Bird Box Barcelona trailer. I don't uh, care. I, I like the first one enough. Okay, I gave it, I originally watched it a 6 out of 10. Like it's, it's fine. I I enjoyed it when I watched it, for the most part. It had a lot of problems, but like, you know what? Good performances. I liked uh, Devontae Rhodes. I liked Sandra Bullock enough. Um, I didn't like her character. Like, boy, girl. You'll be you have names, whatever. I don't know. Um, very dumb. Because it's because it's about motherhood, which made it more dumb. Look, man, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but the spinoff seems maybe better. Who knows? I I don't know. Look, you got Diego Calva from Babylon. That's that's enough to maybe get me to see it. But other than that, it's just Bird Box in a different place in the world. Like it doesn't really look like it's offering anything new, substance wise. Yeah, somehow it has a crossover with the Quiet Place. I swear to God. I swear <laughs> to God. We, I'm going to give this trailer an A. I give it an A. I, I don't care. I give a yay though to this trailer next up, which that's good. That's how I talk to this trailer next up with Challengers, starring Zendaya, Josh O'Connor, and Mike Feist. The trailer looks interesting. I think people are really hung up on the eroticism of it, but I don't think that's the focus on this really at all. Like, I, it's going to be in there, but that's not the point of the movie. No. Like it's, it seems like the affair, the, the sex, and the romance stuff will play a big part, but then they use that scene in the trailer very specifically to draw up buzz. And it uh, worked. I mean, it it looks good. It looks like it'd just be about an intense person, and I love that. And it's complicated relationships of adults having weird things going on and the determination and the leg. Ow. Uh- <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely take like this this kind of film over Bones and All because um, it's from the same director um, who else may call me by your name. Love both those films, both good. Uh, but this this one seems like it's more up my alley, um, just in terms of like me being able to enjoy it. Because Call this Me by Your definitely- Name, I can't I can't revisit Call Me by Your Name because of Army Hammer, and then Bones and All. It's it's one of those films that like it's very good and very well done, but that's a very like I can only watch it like so often. This looks fun. I don't know if fun's the right word. This looks interesting. It, it looks interesting. I'm very curious to see exactly what kind of a movie it's going to be. I do think it's funny to go from teenagers to like adults and nothing really changes in their looks at all. <laughs> I think she got Mike, a haircut. Yeah, Ooh. Mike, they all just get haircuts. <laughs> it's like, at least in TV shows, they usually change style. They have different makeup, something like that. But nope. <laughs> they look like they're, it could have been the next week, you know? No difference. Like, ah, interesting. But. Yay, this looks good. Yay. Did you watch the trailer for Elio Elio? It's Elio, right? I think it's Elio. Yeah, I saw when I was seeing Elemental, and I thought this this looks like it'll be a fun premise. I like that Pixar is still going to be making original stuff. I don't like the Pixar human model at this point. They've kind of done one model, it seems like. Like, it looks more similar to Luca than, like, their, um, I guess, more recent stuff. Yeah, it does look most similar to Luca, but, I mean... They they have a very 
bubbly look in general, I guess, for the recent films. Um, I would, I would like, say, nah. Like, you look at Soul, Turning Red, and Luca, like, they all look different. They all have a different oh, style. Those are, all my, those are all my examples of the exact same look for that, me. But that's I've, I highly disagree with you there. Oh, I don't mean in the... Like, style's wrong word. Uh, I guess it's just the character molds look a little too similar to me. I, I mean, I would like some more... I was a little like, more different, so that's fine. I, I would say, like, if you want to complain about that, I would say, like, the Disney anime films would be the one to complain about with that. I will complain about everything, Josh. Don't you worry. Elio does look really, really good overall. It looks very... I love the space look of things. It looks very fun. I like the cosmic stuff. I enjoy it. Yay. It'll be fun. Did you watch the Avatar video game Frontiers of Pandora trailer? Uh, I did. I no. sent it to you. I know bitch. you sent it to me. No, uh, I don't care. I look. It looks boring to me. I mean, it looks like the, like the movies, and that's boring to me. <laughs> well, you're well, you're boring then. I, I we've I, discussed. I want a compilation of all of Josh's thoughts in the episode on the each episode about Avatar whenever it comes up. It drastic, it, it changes change. all. The time. Is it? I can't. Is this gonna be first person? Oh, it's uh, gonna be first person. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be cooler in VR. It'd be cool. If if you're gonna do this, then do it for like VR and first person. But like, if I'm playing like as you know a Navi, I want to like see like you know my tall giant cat person creation. Why? Because I think it would be cooler to see that, but not just like standard first person shooter. But granted, this is made by Ubisoft, uh, so that doesn't surprise me. Is it Ubi, not Ubi? I don't know what it is anymore. I've never heard of Ubisoft. Ubisoft, Ubisoft, Ubisoft. It's it's one of them. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably get this when it comes out. Um, but I'll have to wait to, to see the, if there's like you know good reviews and stuff of it. This trailer, uh, I give a nay because I don't want more of this world. James, please stop. I say yay. Give me more of this, James, just to annoy Sean. No, we're on to other weird animalistic news though with trailers. Why is there more weird animalistic news? Because we have Craven the Hunter movie news. Oh lord, we're gonna get into it with this one. Uh, we got, the poster looks good. I'll say that first. The poster itself, it's is a good Craven poster. It's ripping I'm off black. It's, it's ripping off Black Adam, which is ripping off Black Panther's teaser poster. I wouldn't. They're just sitting. In, this isn't ripping off. Anything. It's just, it just looks like Craven in the comic books to me. I mean, he looks but, like it in the poster, but we all know he's not going to look like that till the end of the movie. For one scene. Literally. He it off and goes shirtless the whole time instead. <laughs> this would be a good poster if it reflected the trailer. The trailer is not really bad. Craven. Uh, bad. It, it's a cool trailer for the for like the year 2002. Um, the, the only positive that I can say that I'm at least looking forward to the R-rated action of it, because the kills look good. Everything oh, else Josh. looks bad. Josh, Craven is just now has lion blood in him, so he gains lion powers. All right, so this is this is problem number one. Uh, Craven has powers now. This has happened in comics before, but it is literally, literally what makes him a cool character is that he has no powers and he's able to take on someone like Spider Man and like best him toe to toe. Like this is you know what? Uh, this remind me of the trailer itself. It reminds me of Cruella. Because of the style of marketing, of marketing the movie as, I'm so bad, I'm a villain. But really, in the movie, I'm a good guy. Yeah, like, Cra uh, Craven is literally going after, like, the people that work for his dad. Like, in this trailer, 
the tagline of this is villains aren't born they're made with such a lazy ass tagline i feel like they've um, used that for every sony villain movie i feel like they've well, used that before my point is that's the same kind of stuff they use for cruella but in the even in the trailer for this it's I'm gonna kill all the evil in the world. It's like, what do you mean? What is the what is the vibe then? I it's just and like he's not really he's his dad's Russian, but he himself like isn't really Russian. And I don't think that his name is even Sergei Kravenov. I think it's no, like I think it's Boris. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Boris. I could have heard that wrong. I don't watch. I've only seen trailer one time. I didn't want to watch it again. But I thought I said Boris. I'm like, that's not Sergei. It's and it just it fucking kills me that he gets lion powers after being mauled by a lion and the lion's blood like drips into him like i know we're it's operating a little funny i know i get we're operating off of comic book logic here but still like how does this normal blood from an animal just turn you into a superpowered being somehow it was in the same experiment as the spider josh because why not I, I, I swear to god and I, I'm calling it now the Rhino fight um, of the guy turning into Rhino. That's going to be an end, like, either an end movie tease or an end credit tease. We're not going to get no. to see him fight Rhino. They'll team up to to fight Spider-Man. They'll team up with, with Morbius and I with see. Vulture. You see, like, I, I think Spider-Man's behind this. And the bad <laughs> thing is, is that, like, after Morbius, I can fully see them doing that shit here. I know. Something, something to do with Spider-Man, I think. I feel bad for Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's a he's a great actor. I love seeing him do action stuff. But like, and I get that he did this like more so as like a career thing and especially for money. But like, really, he would have been a better Batman than, than Craven for sure. Better Batman, uh, Nightwing, uh, James Bond. God, <laughs> I, I, any I hope other comic book role? There's, uh... And honestly, if he came back as Craven but in the MCU, that could have been interesting because like you look like my brother. What? Yeah. And it's, it is. Uh, why is this yep. the first one yep. that's rated R? Ugh. Why is this the first Venom? rated R one? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like Venom, Morbius, like no Craven. That's the one. What's upsetting is this could have worked. You could have done a very standard Craven story, have him fight Venom or something like that. But, you could have done that so easily. But nope, because we got that, that could have been good. God damn it! And the director has made good stuff before. Like, or even have it be a rhino still, but have it be a normal Craven story where he's like, there's a rhino person rampaging in New York City. And so it's not it's not like I'm being a hero to stop him. That looks like a good prey. Let's go attack. That's all he needed to do. It's so, it writes itself for you. And yet they constantly choose to not go the route that makes sense. It's fine. We got to have the weird have sex dance from uh, Matt Smith in Morbius. Remember that song? I don't remind me. Have sex. Have sex. What is what is that song? What are I, the lyrics to that song? I don't know. God damn it! The director of this is an Academy Award nominated writer. Why are you here, dude? Uh, work. It pays. I know, but still. So yay or nay on the on the poster? I'll give a yay to the poster. It's a decent poster. Yay or nay on the teaser? Uh, hard nay. I never want to see this movie, but I know I'm going to more so oh. because uh, I hate myself. You need to fly to me, or I'll fly to you to watch this movie, Josh. Because we did it for more. We watched more of us together in theater with the same energy. We need to watch this. In fact, let's come in full like Craven cosplay. <laughs> Wait, I don't know if I actually should see this for my own health because when I saw Morbius, it literally like destroyed my back. <laughs> All right, y'all. You don't know. You don't know that Josh got his back broken by Morbius. Yeah, he really blew Crazy. my back out on that one. 
Totally. Uh, Dan Stevens is now in Solar Opposites, replacing the the Predatory Boy. Is I first I thought he was going to do what's uh, the Justin Roiland. Thank you. I, yeah, fuck him. At first, I thought that he was going to like do an imitation of it. It's literally just his voice. That's also, even you funnier. Can, you couldn't guess. We're at, we're out of trailers now. We've moved on. Crazy. So we're, Crazy. We're into my section labeled other news. But yeah, him just doing his regular voice is infinitely funnier than him just recreating it. Oh, it was so funny. And that's what I thought they would probably do with uh, Rick and Morty, too. I, Something like that. I feel like with Rick and Morty, though, like they're too like famous for their voices. So I feel like they're gonna just get imitators, which that's not a problem. That's fine. Um, Cast Dan Stevens again. <laughs> just make him the new Justin Roiland for everything, no matter what. Look, as long as uh, I don't get any more of Justin Roiland just improvising as rick just going off of bits for for you know 10 minutes then good i don't watch rick and morty i don't watch lower opposites i'm just glad that i saw the clip of him of how he did recast with the, with the voice changing gun fucking hilarious that was great yes anyway dan stevens great casting for this yay yay josh we have more wes anderson news more yeah as in we, we had a movie came out that's, that's news that's right right it happened we also are getting Wes Anderson filming his 13th movie later this year, starring Michael Sarah. Have Wes Anderson just make Scott Pilgrim again, but <laughs> in his style. What do you think? Yes. Yes to Yay. all that. Yay? Yay. How about with Michael Sarah with Aubrey Plaza together for Wes Anderson? <laughs> That'd be good. I, I say yay, uh, more so just so that way they can do what he what he said recently, like back when they made Scott Pilgrim, they both joked. It's just like, what if we like got married and immediately got divorced, so we can both just say, oh yeah, my ex wife uh, Aubrey Plaza or my ex husband like Sarah. Would. Oh, they I'm would. They didn't do it. It would be hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, the idea of Wes Anderson beginning filming on another thing. I've seen two of his movies. I've seen I Love Dogs and Fantastic Mr. Fox. Those are those aren't bad um, for, but no, they're you, great. You, you should see his live action stuff. I plan to. It was just happenstance that the only two have seen this point. But I don't know. I vibe. I dig it. Sure. Uh, Wes Anderson is keep he keeps doing stuff. But besides that, we have news that revolves around ghosts. Josh, ghosts like the spooky kind, and busting them, oh. but not in a sexual way. Ah. Or could, it, no, Doom Patrol what? shows in Doom Patrol is, there is there are sex what ghosts. Are what, are you, what are you where are you going with this? I I'm literally going with it in Doom, the show Doom Patrol. There are literally uh, sex ghosts that are just fucking in the house, and there are literally sex Ghostbusters that's that have to stop them. Again, that show is batshit insane, but it's amazing. Well, they're not busting the ghosts like bust those balls, bruh. Not like that's, that. That's <laughs> not. That is not how I was saying it. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm I'm clarifying. It's not we're not doing we're not doing a, a sexual busting, just like a ghost busting. No, I'm so sorry. Leave all this in. I don't care. Um, <laughs> do you see? Do you see the new logo for the new Ghostbusters movie? Uh, yeah. I will say right now. It is the same, but streaky. 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 There it is. Oh, and actually, what happened like to me? It looks like I zoomed into this. It's icicles. Oh, it looks like it looks like ice. I think that is what it is. I I now just have more questions. I think they finished so. filming it um like right before the strike started, and they filmed it in London. Which okay, it's I'm, McKenna Grace be... coming back, right? I believe she's coming back. Paul Rudd's coming back. I think most of the cast is. I almost said Timothy Chalamet. The other frog boy. <laughs> the other um, 
you know, Mike, Mike, Mike Byers, not Myers. Nope. <laughs> you know, Mike Wheeler. Um, don't tell me his name. You know, the frog. I'm not going to frog in Tom Holland's mouth. Finn Wolfhard. That's the name. Thank you. Uh, yeah. McKenna Grace is coming back. Uh, the frog, the, the, uh, the kid that played podcast at uh, Logan Kim. He's coming back. Uh, Paul Rudd, Carrie Coon. Ooh, Please Camille. cut out my frog rant. I will. Ooh, Camille Nanjiani's in it. Or don't. I don't even give a shit. Um, Finn Wolfhard, if you heard me call you a frog, I'm reciting the meme. I'm so sorry. Well, this but the logo, is... yay or nay? I give it a yay. Josh, ready for my Fast X news? Some of it? I'm always ready for Fast X news. So, according to the accurate world of the internet, Fast X is now on digital. Yes, it is. And I have seen one through five now, meaning I actually, if it, even if it leaves theaters, I might get to watch it. I can still watch it. Do not worry. We'll get to it. We have a guest plan for that episode. And he's cool waiting. He told, he told me, pace myself. Because he knows it's too much normally. <laughs> so yeah, I'll get to it. But we have more Fast X news. Good. And it's also Minecraft movie news. And that Fast X and Mario, the Minecraft movie, Fast X Part 2 and the Minecraft movie will come out the same day. Love that. And that day specifically is... I lost it. Doesn't matter. Look on the same day. Uh, and what's hilarious to me is both of them will have Jason Momoa. I love it. Are you? Is that a yay? That it's a very yay. You can do a Jason Momoa double feature of Minecraft and Fast Expert too. This is the next Barbie and Oppenheimer. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yes. But Josh, I have even more Minecraft movie news. How could there which be is more? Crazy. Um, two, three things in this news piece actually. First off, you'll begin filming in August. Notice what I said there. Filming. It's going to be live action. Oh, yeah. I, I, I fully predicted that. But it's confirmed where it'll be a live action movie. That, that's like absolutely not like, like a movie style or anything like that. Actually live action. Please have Jason Momoa just be himself wandering around and calling it Minecraft. Okay. But here's the other part of, this, part of this news. They're filming in New Zealand, which okay. actually makes a lot of sense for the train in the game of how it's every possible biome you can get so cool That's, that just raises so many more questions so watch like we're walking through middle earth but instead it's minecraft <laughs> i have i have so many questions i want matt barry to play every single minecraft mob every sheep wolf cow creeper skeleton he's all of them okay I think, and his face plastered on them i can't remember if we reported on it but i think the director of, of it changed again uh, yes, we did. Okay, yeah, the director... But also, you're not acknowledging how horrifying what I just said was? About... How... Matt Berry... Uh, the idea of Matt Berry's face plastered every single creature in the game? You're telling... I think you mean that's a good thing. You think that's a good idea? You're telling me you don't want to see and hear Matt Berry's luscious voice everywhere you go? So, you're telling me you weren't okay with a creeper in Minecraft about to explode with Matt Berry's face attached to it somehow? If I was involved with a creeper and he was about to blow me up, but it was just Matt Berry, you know, doing Matt Berry things, I'd be like, you know what? I accept this. So a green little bean pole with Matt Berry's face on it? Yes. Okay, I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah, this is yay? Question mark? I'm excited for anything that's coming out with this because even if it's terrible, that'll be a fun experience. Hey, you ready for more Disney live action remakes? No, not in the slightest. We're getting more. I know. We're getting Bambi? Directed by, in talks, directed by Sarah Pauly, who is... <laughs> Uh, you're not aware who Sarah Pauly is. She is just won the Academy Award for women talking. 
She is a Academy Award winning writer and director, wrote and directed Women Talking, a film that could have nothing more to do with Bambi at all. And yes, I, I and look, I get why she's doing it. Um, not really. As it's a, not official yet. Well, it's yeah, it's, it's not really as a calculated career move. It's more so just money like that. I that, disagree. That would, you, th- you disagree? Because I think it's the idea of uh, uh, like how early Disney animators like um, um, who's the, Pete Doctor uh, and uh, uh, people like him of that time and even earlier than that. They often make deals with Disney like you make this for what we, what we want to make. You do it for us and we'll give you the movie you want to make. I think it'd be in talks for a deal like that. I mean, I mean, hey, if she does do something like that, then cool. More power to her. But I just have a feeling, though, it's not going to end up that way just because that's just how Disney is. Cast Dwayne Johnson as Bambi like the sketch from SNL. Literally, you have the perfect blueprint right in front of you. <laughs> no problem at all. And like, we can but, assume but also like, his mom's death in live action. But like, what the fuck is it even going to be? Because Bambi's like an hour, 10 minutes. It's like, so short. Are you going to are you going to have them talking? Are they going to look hyper realistic? Or is it going to be like a nature documentary style where you have oh hyper realism, but there's no talking? by Morgan Freeman. The original Bambi is like basically an animation test, essentially. Yeah. So that was, one I, their, I don't know. that was one of their first animated films. Kevin Hart is Bambi. Let's go. <laughs> But that's the only choice. That's the news, right? Kevin Hart's being best official, right? Totally. Uh, we have Woody and Buzz news because Woody and Buzz are both coming back for Toy Story Five. I'm fine with Toy Story Five, but not if they're both coming back. Yeah, it's it's a weird. Toy thing. Story Four was the end of Woody, possibly. Like we did that, it's done. At least the end of Woody to be with Buzz and that gang. Unless this, give me the gay romance story. Of Woody and Buzz <laughs> finally coming together. Buzz leaves the, the toys and needs to find his true love of Woody. That's what I'm asking for here. You on board, Josh? I mean, it would certainly... It would be a choice. I mean, they're called toys already. So. But I'm just wondering, like... <laughs> at this point, like, what what can you do? Because Woody's gone through his whole arc. Like, Did you what... not catch my sex joke, Josh? No, I did. I just chose to not acknowledge it. Oh, that's so mean. I'm trying to make you giggle. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I agree. Woody's going his whole arc already. Buzz has two. Well, Buzz hasn't really had much of an arc the past few films. I mean, I'm fine. I guess this could be it for is that. It Buzz, is it Buzz's end of the journey now? I guess. But then, like, who's but like who's next? Rex. Yes. Then it's Mr. Potato Head. And, and then Slinky Dog. And I understand why they're doing this. They're not necessarily doing it because they want to do it. They know that if they do it, it will make them money and they'll be able to use that money to finance more original stuff. I get it. I just don't like it. I have no thoughts. <laughs> just why? I give a nay. Cause I, well, I'm intrigued at least. I, but still a nay. I will give it a yay only because I know that they'll use the like billion dollars they'll earn from it so that way they can give us more original stuff. You know what? Actually, yay, because there's not a single bad Toy Story film. Correct. Because I'm not going to be mad. People say Toy Story 4 is bad. No, it's not. You You're, just grew up. It's one thing if you don't like it. I understand that. But like, you know, it's not bad. Yeah, you literally just grew up and you're no longer a kid anymore. You don't, that's fine. Whatever. But uh, confusing yay or nay. I, nay, because why? But yay, because they're not a bad one. I'm going to land on the nay still, but it means nothing. 
Does My anyth- ears and Does anything mean anything? This Do you like Paddington? Question. Who doesn't? I haven't seen Paddington 2 still. You fool! We have Paddington 3 news, Josh. Paddington 3? Yeah, we're getting a third one. You ready for it? You want I, it right now? I am always all full. Ah, I'm dying. People are, people are I, saying, we didn't, the replies are like, we don't ask for Paddington 3. And people are saying, who is we? <laughs> Who's like, this we bad. you speak of? <laughs> if, you're, if you're saying you don't want a Paddington 3, then that means you have not seen the Paddington movies. What I think is funny is that uh, it was a ratio tweet of dozens and dozens and dozens more likes versus that one. It's like, who's we? Um, it's like, yeah, we we all want Paddington 3. The news of this, we got three casting things, potentially. Sally Hawkins, who played the mom in the, fir- in the first two, is leaving the role. She'll not return. That That is uh, sad. Emily Mortimer will be taking over the role, according to Variety. And okay. Sure. Yeah. It's also not a complicated part, regardless. I don't, so I'm not really mad about whoever has it or not not that it's a bad part for anyone it's just, it's just you know it's not like it's going to be citizen king that's not, that's what i meant to say i meant to say citizen king. hold on let me back up it's not going to be a part that's like super super intellectually challenging so i don't really care who does the role as long as they do a good job you know e. uh then we also have amazing casting news with olivia coleman will be in it love it um, she better be the villain oh that'd be so much fun also this movie will be going back to peru I th- no that's that's no that's a spinoff never mind also, why is the Paddington and Peru movie with almost no Peruvians cast are- as Peruvian bears? It's fine. Hollywood. Um, also, for Paddington 3, Rachel Zegler is currently in talks to star in it. Hell to the yes on that. Would you enjoy that? Anything- I love Rachel Zegler to be in everything. The only reason I will accept the Snow White remake is because she's playing Snow White. That is it. Is it because you think she's pretty? Look, man, there's a lot of factors into my <laughs> into my decisions. Uh, respectfully, yes, she's pretty. Re- respect, but, respectfully, yes, but also respectfully, she's an amazing actress, she's and I love everything she's done. She's great. Um, West Side Story was bonkers. Wow, amazing. She was. Yes, I just said bonkers. She was fucking robbed of an Oscar nomination for that. Well, that movie had some bad stuff going for it. I'm aware, um, but it still got the Osc- a lot of Oscar na- nominations it deserved. Yeah, she wasn't even invited to the Oscars at first. with the whole deal and all that stuff. That that was fucking insane. Um, our last bit of the other news category is that Netflix has officially started launching a pop-up restaurant um, named Netflix Bites. Do not go if you support WGA. Uh, it is right outside the picket lines, and it's meant to be kind of an owning a winning against them, it seems like. The the amount of money that that company like has to be hemorrhaging like is insane. Like you you look at like all the shows that they make and you know all the movies. You add up how much like the budgets for all those, and it's just like in the billions like every year. It's very funny to me that they chose to do this instead of like the password sharing stuff. They because because they know that they need they need money they need as much as of it as possible and they're not going to put their they're not going to sell their shows and movies like on DVDs they're not going to put their movies in theaters they're barely going to sell any merchandise and I don't really get it's more so out of spite than anything else also yay your nay to mark the Netflix bites popping up uh nay nay it's a dumb decision I mean pop up shops are generally okay to me I don't mind but because the timing of this the reasoning behind like it's just it's icky very but. Marvel news. We have a whole few things. Let's start with Captain America. It's finally a- got a new movie name. 
in Brave New World over New World Order. Because New World Order is an anti-Semitic conspiracy group and a theory and stuff and a whole thing about all that. It's like rooted Nazism. It it took me too damn long to put the two and two together on the name title. And once I once I finally put it together, I'm like, oh no. So I'm really glad they changed that title. Yeah. Uh, but also it also proves that Marvel does not hire enough Jewish people to know that. Like yep. if you had one person who was Jewish in the room, they would be like, that's not good. It, I'm glad they changed it because the Jewish people online have been asking for this for a while now. And like they actually listened, it seems like. And I'm glad. The reveal picture is a very cute picture of Harrison Ford and uh, Anthony Mackie. We're yes. having a good time. On to the news about Harrison Ford of that movie, though. It's a very funny thing. It's very Patrick Stewart-esque. Uh, Harrison Ford was asked on if he will turn into the Red Hulk in Captain America Brave New World. And he said, what is a Red Hulk? <laughs> um, the, and I'm 100% that you think he was doing a Patrick Stewart. The... The, when, who is Doctor Strange? The the press junket for this movie is going to be the best because they're going to put Harrison Ford through the ringer, like asking about like who's your favorite Marvel character and like all these questions that I know for a goddamn fact that man does not have an answer to, and it's going to no. be beautiful. He does seem genuinely happier than lately. Like it, it seems like that like he's he's playing a role that he can at least have fun with. Like it seems yeah. like. But I hope he uh, Red Hulk solely so we could have him in a mocap suit. <laughs> I, I it's gonna happen. I have a we like, keep I'm, saying it. But I'm ninety five. I'm ninety five percent sure it's gonna happen in some form. And I want those pictures so bad. If you have those pictures, please send them to me. I will pay you two dollars. Also, Sam Jackson said like this past month that apparently on Marvel sets they've shot down drones before people trying to get pictures. <laughs> it's fucking insane. Like, it's that's wild. This the whole secrecy thing. I I get it um, to a certain degree. Well, because it gets out of hand. It's, it's crazy. It's, that that shit's out insane. Like people shouldn't be flying drones overhead. And just, but it's not just like the the whole drone shooting down thing. It also causes a lack of quality um, to how they can shoot the movies. Because if you have you know these big actors and stuff, and you want to keep it a secret, you can't film with like you know giant you know crowds of extras and stuff like that, or like out in the open in the streets and stuff. Because you know anyone could take a photo of it, and because because of that, they're like, all right, green screen, limited number of actors, and like all this stuff. I'm like, that makes it worse. That makes it more boring. That's why I'm glad that in a far from home, beginning of no way home, they actually were in New York City just having fun. That's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also Harrison Ford recently said he was asked if he would retire, and he said he doesn't feel he wants to feel like he wants to always be working because he doesn't like the feeling of not feeling useful. Like that's really sad. And like Harrison Ford, first off, you don't need to be useful. You could just be you. You could. Just, it's not useless to just not be working. What a boomer mentality. Not in a mean way. Like, genuinely, like, that's, like, that's a, a painfully rooted thing that it generationally isn't the greatest. You don't have to be working all the time. We're glad you want to keep acting, but don't do it to, you know, not feel useless. That's just sad. But yay for him saying, what's a Red Hulk? <laughs> I 100% think he's messing around. Because you have to know a little bit. Yeah, like, and even like with the secrecy of the scripts and stuff, like, there's still, you know, even if you get the day of, like, you're going to know that you're doing, you know, something like that. Also, you know your character playing. I'm sure someone in his life has told him, hey, that character plays a Red Hulk. Someone has told him that in the comic, about his character in the comics. Yeah. It's impossible to not know. But onto the whole Hulk thing and the, you know, the marbly, creepy, maybe government stuff. We got Secret Invasion that just started. 
Yes. Have you watched any of it yet? I have seen the first episode. I haven't watched the second one yet. Uh, so I haven't watched so far yet. So far, it's a good start. I've had spoilers already, but that's just the internet. Yeah. We also got with that AI credits. Oh lord, it's um, it's bad. It's awful. It's so bad. Not not just from, and, not just from an ethical perspective, but it just looks fucking terrible. And you could you know say the whole like, oh, it's supposed to look that way. Then fucking hire artists to make it look that way. Right. Exactly. That's my whole point. Is that it? It does look bad, and it was supposed to look weird, bad, and often like Uncanny Valley and stuff. But the whole thing is. Artists could do that for you. You, it, you can have an artist accomplish the same effect of what AI, AI would do. And, uh, you, with, and, you know, like, you know, to the people that for some reason are saying like, oh, it doesn't take any jobs away. You can literally look at the credits listing on like on literally any of the other Marvel shows at, you know, the title sequence directors and stuff like that. And compare it to this one. Jobs are gone because of it. It sucks. But also to train the AI to do something. It has to look through hundreds and thousands of different images and stuff by other artists, and usually without their consent. Yes. So not only is it stealing, you know, their art, it's creating bad art, but also now because there's so much AI art, it's starting to pull from AI art and it's starting to just fucking cave in on itself. It's like incestuous. It's bad. Yeah. But you know, you know what I mean? Like how like if incestuous bloodlines, it's going to be if you mix it yourself, it's going to become more problems, more gross as it goes down. And the more AI art it gets fed to AI art things get worse and that's what's going to keep happening also it's just fucking unethical and looks bad like just what uh sam jackson nick fury news you like him right he's pretty neat according to hollywood reporter samuel l jackson doesn't plan to retire from playing nick fury at all just that's it like awesome because as long as nick fury doesn't get killed like he's been they've tried (laughs) winter soldier happened he's been dusted this man doesn't uh doesn't get down so i'm cool with it I'm cool with him playing him as long as it makes sense. How old is Sam? I'm looking up now. I think he's, he's not sem- young. I think he's in his 70s. He's 74. Okay. Oh, he's been doing that since he was in his 60s. That's how math works. No, late 50s. Uh, really? F- 15 years ago. 2008. Oh my god. Wait, we're, old, we're old, Sean. Deal with it. No, stop it. Oh, you know, uh, Tom Holland was announced as casting eight years ago. That's so insane josh ready for el muerto news i don't know it's a good el muerto news because there's only one did you say it's are you about to say it's neutral it's numerous okay it has been delayed indefinitely due to the writer's strike oh no not my precious el muerto initially it was because it was unknown if they'd have bad bunny back because due to his tour schedule but now officially he'll be recast oh no so that way they could move on um, they also have a few actors struggling off of Tombstone, who's an amazing character in villain, so I hope they actually use that character. It's Sony. We just we just lost the Craven trailer. We gave that too much optimism beforehand. So I did not give it optimism beforehand. I don't know what we you're said, talking we about. Said, no, we said before it could be good because could be. That's Craven's not the a character same. you could do. Like a, a, that's a character that does not necessarily need Spider Man as much as other ones do. El Muerto is literally in two fucking comics, so this is the most Look. funny one to me. That's also why it could work because you don't need you can there's so much you can more you can build with the character, but you also probably need Spider Man. Just saying. Look, uh, I I don't want this movie in any way, shape, or form. I want it to stop. <laughs> they've been building the Sinister Six, Josh, for so long. Have they though? Yeah, totally. The Venom. Um, the the Morbius, fact that the fact Vulture. that uh, the fact that Alfonso Cuarón's son is directing it just sends me like that's insane. 
just like your dad has made some of the most incredible films of the past decade and you're about to make Elmo Huerto. I don't blame him for taking a job. I don't blame him for taking a job, but why this job? Would you take this job if you were offered it? I don't know. Probably yes, not. Liar. If I had an established directing career, which he has, then no, I probably wouldn't. Because I'd be like, no, if, I'm going to wait for something better. If you tomorrow were asked to do that film, would you say yes? I would have many questions, but yes. I, I'm, at this, I'm at the point in my life where I'm allowed to sell myself out and be fine. <laughs> Tom Holland said he would love to see Miles Morales in live action in an upcoming Spider-Man movie. He said, and I quote, I would be honored to bring Miles Morales into the live action world. How we do that, I don't know. But given the opportunity, I would jump at it. End quote. Uh, awesome. Ah, what the hell? Awesome. Yes, I agree. Cool. I want it to happen. And if it happens, will Peter Parker die? That's the real question. <laughs> For another time. Oh, Lord. <laughs> this Peter Parker has been through it. But... I, cool. Yay. I agree with Tom. We already have Aaron Davis in the MCU. Yes. So, cool. Yeah. But also, more Tom Holland stuff. Crazy. He said that he was the best at keeping secrets for No Way Home. And, because, you, and he, you, you look back at it. Yeah, he was. He didn't spoil anything. He also did. I don't think he spoiled anything ever, really, on the MCU. It was more so, like, really small things, and then people kind of, like, played it up as a joke. He has been asked for. He's like biggest biggest uh, spoiler is like he said. He said before, name one thing I was spoiled. No one ever can. It's like I mean, he doesn't. It, it was like he jokingly said one thing once, but being in space and blew it up so much. Like that was kind of a known thing at this point. But okay. Well, there was the he did reveal like very early on that Spider Man was getting a trilogy. Yeah, I don't even consider that. That's just like a discussion point. I yeah, but but still, that kind of like you know confirms you know the character's fate. Sure. But anyway, the thing he said about Noe Home was Andrew got caught ordering food. Toby got caught somehow. Alfred Bling was telling people in the supermarket <laughs> and he was doing, when he was, that he was doing Spider-Man. And Willem Dafoe got photographed at the airport. And, and so, Jamie, Jamie Foxx literally posted on his Instagram like the... the oh, the first week of being cast! Yeah. <laughs> but I, I remember that post. I'm just... I'm really glad, though, that Marvel just leaned into it even harder because I think that made it a much better, like, marketing for the film than it ever could have been. Because weren't they just going to market it as um, Doctor Strange versus Spider-Man? Wasn't that their original plan? Yeah. Yeah, that would not have done well. I, I also think it's interesting that the... Andrew Garfield had to be asked every single day because he was he was promoting Tick Tick Boom at the time. He was promoting multiple films. <laughs> I know, but like that was one of the time that he was really put. I, I, he's like on Fallon stuff for. And like he's gonna be asked. That sucks. But yeah, I, Tom, you're right. I, yay to both things we said here. You seem chill. <laughs> now, Josh, are you ready for my probably ten minute rant? I I am so curious to see what your thoughts are on this topic because I already know so, what it is. <laughs> so I am, if you're not aware, probably the biggest thing you'll ever meet of the show Avatar: The Last Airbender. Also, so I guess spoilers for a 15 year old show. I'm sorry. It go watch it. It's amazing. I have the 15 year old box sets, the original discs. I have plushies. I have t. I have the Jasmine Dragon T-shirt. Of course, merch doesn't make anything. I used to be able to quote the entire show pretty much word for word as it went. Uh, like just, I can go. I actually probably still can if I have it on, but I used to be able to do it without having it on. Just like quote episode to episode. If you ask me any question, I'll probably know the answer. So when we got the Netflix live action pictures from Tadum, I was refreshing that my page every single minute for hours on end, waiting to see his pictures or trailer. I was mad we didn't get an actual trailer. We got a teaser of just the elements. And granted, they look fine. They look accurate, right? 
a, the water is water. The, the, the symbols look accurate to themselves in the show, and they look kind of cool. I will note that the air symbol on this list looks like the air door in the Southern Air Temple, minus the piping. So that means that's cool. That means nothing to me. Epi- hmm. Book one, a, a while. I Chapter don't, three, you the d- Southern Air You don't <laughs> have to get specific about an air symbol on a door. It's important. I know it's important to the story. Oh, we also got episode lists, but I don't even have time to go to that today. I that's not maybe next week. (laughs) Let's talk about Aang because my boy is he looks he's there. Gordon Cormier, I think so. Pronounces it or Cormier. That's a good question. He'll be playing Aang. He is a child, which is a good casting. (laughs) I I would hope that the you know twelve year old child is played by a child. Yes, which I am really glad about because. They were, I remember people were talking about how they might age them up to like 16, 17, or everyone. Like, that's not a good idea. They didn't do it. This costume, I have, you want the pictures? I have all the pictures. You want the, I, I'm looking at the pictures. Cool. Let's go through the list. Oh, Lord. My, all my thoughts. I will say, before I get mobbed, I was once challenged to write a good, like, a good positive thoughts on the live action film by Shyamalan. And I did. And my thoughts were not on the story or characters, mind you. <laughs> I stand by that the costume design is a highlight in that movie because when you adapt a cartoon to live action, you have to think of it often in a realistic way. And I think of the live action movie, uh, the tattoos were, well, at the time I hated them when I first like, was nine years old. That, like, what, they're blue. Why are they not blue? Growing up, I'm like, oh, they're designed after actual religious script tattoos in real life that are used. And I wish they did something like that a bit more here. Like that felt lived in. I know, I'm going, my praise for this movie, movie will be brief. <laughs> I'm saying it right now. Josh knows it's a bad movie. Yes, I've, I've sadly seen it for myself. And I've, seen, I've sat, watched it with you. You know I don't, I don't think it's a good movie. But the set design, the costume design, and the score are all brilliant in the movie to me. For the most part. I have some caveats to that, but that's not, an, an, again, not on a right now thing. The design of each individual outfit in the movie Felt lived in, cultural, and real, authentic. Um, the Ong Ugh outfit was something like something an actual like monk would wear. The water outfits, they weren't blue of the coats because they were like actual pelt based, uh, which were not normally blue. Uh, the underneath were more blue, and I would have loved to see maybe some making uh, paints or something, some dyes to show that how they get the color in the middle of the ice. But so let's talk about, let's compare that a bit to the TV show we see right now, the new live-action Netflix show. The tattoo, I actually have a whole rant on it in a minute, don't worry, is, it's cool. I like that it's blue still. The arrow maybe looks a little bit too far down on the head because it looks a little weird to me. I don't know what makes it feel off, but a little too far down. The fact that they kept it super blocky, I'm not a huge fan of, but it's still kind of cool. If you zoom into it, though, there is a wavy design to it inside, flowing kind of like air, and I dig that. And there's a lot of swirling to it, which is like the Air Nomad symbol is swirls. Um, that's cool. I like that. I like the clasps on the the shawl he's wearing. And it makes it feel like it's an actual kind of weathering protection, which is nice. Uh, the coloring is that, much like that of Tibetan monks, which specifically like the Dalai Lama type of monk. The, the clothing is very, very similar to that with the colors. I love that detail. Uh, it is pretty much a one-to-one replication of the cartoon live action which i don't think is always the best plan i think it works well for some of the other characters in this list more than ang but uh overall still a really really strong look 
The staff that we see right now is just a wooden stick. There's no like ornate design to it. There's nothing really more to it, which I would have liked a bit more design there. The tying on the shawl around the arms is nice instead of just being completely strings around. So far, I see no purpose to the uh, sash or belt around his waist. Kind of looks like a cummerbund. I think the, maybe the idea here is to help uh, with aerodynamics because it might be a shirt and pants separation, and that maybe will help tie down so when you're flying around with air, it allows for a more streamlined flight or air use. I'm so sorry, Josh. <laughs> I've been waiting for years for this. <laughs> and I love all of that. I think that's really cool. It, But my biggest problem with this costume, most costumes on this list so far to me, is they feel like that. They feel like costumes and less of lived-in cultural clothing right now. Granted, I'm seeing them in motion might help more, or seeing them on clearly not green screen backgrounds might help more. Because these are clearly green screen backgrounds for a lot of them, it looks like. So again, I think I, think I prefer the scripted kind of religious text tattoo like we had original but the good thing about here if you notice the color it looks the tattoo looks very fresh still the 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 paint doesn't look the ink doesn't look faded yet which makes sense because in the episode of the storm which happened not long ago in for ang's world he was frozen like a few days after that took place uh he was teaching all his friends the air scooter a move that he made and the air scooter is yeah, a lot of people believe that's that that's what uh, allowed him to become a master is him developing a whole new technique with air. And so that being fresh, the tattoo is actually a really, really nice touch because that would be fresh relatively within, you know, a month or so, probably. Do you have any thoughts on this picture, Josh, Vang? He looks like Aang, and I think it looks cool. Cool. <laughs> my, my, th- my thoughts are very simple with all this stuff. Uh, the collar also being still pointy, I think it was ridiculous. Like it is in the cartoon that made me laugh. I saw I'm like, that's an interesting detail. Because I've also drawn Aang many, many times. I'm like, this is this is just Aang. Like it looks like the character, but it also looks like a, like a really high quality cosplay right now. At least the movie to me looked like an, a realistic version of the character. Uh, this to me feels more like a cosplay at this point. Seeing in motion will probably help a lot. Although the actor exudes Aang energy in every clip I've ever seen him in. Yes. So I'm so excited for that. Moving on to our buddy Zucko. That's how you pronounce it, right? Totally. Probably. First thing everyone looks for when you see Zuko with a scar. I want to hear your thoughts on the scar, Josh, before I say anything. I'm not going to give much judgment to it because we only see like part of his eye. We don't see like his whole face. So it could be like that there is more to it. So I'm going to reserve my ju- I'm going to reserve my judgments for it until it's we can see. It's not much. <laughs> for, from what we've seen, like it's not much. But granted, also, they're probably going for a more realistic like look of it. Again, we don't see the whole face. So there could be more. There could be like singed hair and stuff like that. We don't know yet. Zuko's costume is so far the best to me. It feels the most lived in authentic, like kind of costume we've seen it here so far. The four we see, I truly love it. Uh, it does again some parts that look a little more cosplayish, like the on the helmet with the leather all coming off of it. The gold on it looks like a fan did that kind of golding trim. But other than that, that's really good. I love the wear and tear on the Foundation emblem. I love they kept the top knots that they used in the movie too on the helmet. That's actually really good. A good, a good design in the helmet was the top knots because the top knots are very important to Phoenician culture as they're based on like ancient Japanese culture. And I love that detail. It does worry me that Zuko himself won't have his top knot. I want to see bald head Zuko in book one. <laughs> minus, the, minus the top knot. Because <laughs> I actually think his, his hair is... A, I have written essay on this before. The hair in Zuko and the hair in Avatar in general is very symbolic and his hair transformation is very, very important reflecting his character. So I'd love to see if they get, get, get that in live action. If they don't, whatever. 
the but I'd prefer it. Um, I am again reserving judgment because we just see him with a helmet on. I'm trying to be specific. I have my full thoughts, Josh. I know. I, I'm just saying mine. I think it's funny that they had the pointy shoulder pads here. As you can see, it's they're covering up on the shoulders. And the reason I think that's funny is because in book one <laughs> of the show, uh, they bring out an old fire shield uniform. And like shoulder, uh, the shoulder pads aren't that, that pointy anymore. They're more streamlined. Um, and what a, because that's... And then here they're pointy. I think it's funny too. I like that the red is on a sash here, like a belt area, and less so all over. It's more like he's worn this for a long time because there's red trimming, it seems like, on the armor, but it's been worn down and rusted. That's a nice technique. In fact, that on the helmet itself, the main helmet part, it looks like there's no actual red design. It looks like there's just rust to make the red. And I love that because he's been at sea for about three years at this point. So love it. The My Banished Prince. He's pretty cool. And that's Dallas Liu playing him. And he seems to also exude the energy I need for the character. And he really gets along well with Paul Hung, Paul Hyung Seo. How do you pronounce his name? Who plays Iroh? Uh, let me see. He's yeah. in the uh, Kim's Convenience. I'm looking at a... Paul, Paul Sun Hyung Lee. I could Paul, be watching it. Paul Sun, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get his name right. Cause it's, yeah, okay. It's Paul Sun Hyung Lee. Or Young Lee. Okay. He is a great actor. And I am excited for his Iroh. She actually did a picture recently with Greg Baldwin, who voiced Iron in Book Three, because Mako passed away and he took over. They had a, they got beers together, took drinks, and had fun. Good two Iros, love hey. that. Uh, Zuko looking good. Now we're moving on to the two I have most trepidation about so far. I think in terms of looks, not the acting yet. I don't know. Again, I'm not judging any acting yet. Uh, we get to see Katara water bending. What do you think of the water effects so far in this picture, Josh? Do you think it's like the actual effect or just like the poster they did? Ah. Um, the actress playing her is uh, Kia Wintio, uh Tarbell, and uh, I don't know how to pronounce the name fully. I know it's it's indigenous, it's native, and I have never been exposed to that to any languages in, in native culture before. So I have no reference for how to pronounce that name. Do you have any reference for how to pronounce her name correctly? Sean, you know how I am. What's, what do you think the answer is? Hmm. Good point. But she was born into a Mohawk family, and she's very much indigenous, and she looks like, so much like Katara. I'm excited to see what she does. Some people point out her age gap with the actor playing Gordon. That's fair because she is like now I think 16, 17. And I think they're trying to film books two and three back to back so they could have their kiss scene while they're both underage. So she doesn't age up out of the and they make, make that weird. My, um, my, my theory with that will be they will film that first <laughs> or they'll try film to. Film the end of book three they'll, first. Look, I know it would be hard, but out, out of all of them, the kid playing Aang will probably like age the least in terms of look. And so I think like it'll I think if they did that, I think they would be fine. They have, a, they have a few kisses they have to do in the show. So doing that. OK, okay out of the way right away. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, they, they've got it. otherwise just like odd. Ah, this like very important thing for this character can't happen. <laughs> they pull a CG kiss. Um, I mean, they could. They could. But again, that. Don't get started. Okay, people are saying that my, I've heard a rumor that might do Zutara now instead. That would make so many fans furious at this. That fundamentally it, changes the entire lore of the characters. It, it would make so many people mad, but they would make so many people happy. And I would just be here for the chaos. It would be so well, funny. It also would just like change the entire trajectory of everything that it could possibly do with the characters. Oh, no. I f I'm fully with you on that. I fully agree. Uh, but I just think the chaos of the whole thing would be hilarious. But Kia, Kia Wintio, her... Um, Katara, she has her hair loopies. Did you notice that? She has loopies. I also noticed, if you look behind her hand, 
you can see the her mother's betrothal necklace on her. It looks white in this picture. Is it not white? I mean, it's not normally it's blue, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go into a rant about that. <laughs> I, I also, well, it's weird about that. Okay, actually, I can in a minute. Hold on. So, I, you, on the symbol, you can't actually see any symbols itself on the necklace. Looks like you can see just a, a white circle. So, I, a little bit half white circle. It looks like there's no actual design in it, which would be really weird. I'm sure there is. We just can't see it fully here. Like I said before, I think that the idea of having the I liked in the movie having the actual like fur coat pelts. I want to know how they get the blue that in the middle of the nowhere. <laughs> like in the, the most people, like most indigenous cultures that are like Inuit or around the colder temperatures don't tend to have blue dye. So I I would love to see one small scene of them just like mixing some dyes. That's it. Just like I love small world building details because they did a lot of that kind of stuff in the show. The water effect looks bad to me right now it, because it's also frozen. It's hard to really make that look realistic when it's frozen, I guess. Like in frozen in air. I don't think it hurts the only background where it's just like, we're going to have super blurry random color. <laughs> like the other one's like Ooh. on location pictures. You know what I mean? I mean, my guess this is like when she's um, at the, um, wherever the fucking wire place is, the pole, the pole, that. whatever pole, pole. There's two. Whichever one they go to. It's been a while since I watched she's the show. from the south and goes to the north. There you go. She's seeing Santa. Um, so my guess is that's, <laughs> that's where they are at the end. <laughs> Master Paco with Santa Claus confirmed. Am I wrong? Um, yes. I have. You have nothing to prove I'm wrong. So ha. considering that means Paco. I mean Santa Claus is sexist. Ah, never I mind. Like I like this overall. This coat. Uh, it's cool. It look or it looks a little more a little ornate. Maybe a bit more detail would have been nice, but it looks interesting. I love. We can't see her sleeves underneath much. We can't see what the actual underneath of the coat looks like in terms of a costume yet. But it's cool. Of course, her costume and Sokka's and Aang's really can't change this show because they're on the traveling the entire show. I, I kind of want them, though, to have, like, more costumes in this. Because, obviously, you know, their, their stuff Aang, is Aang like... Wouldn't. Ah, I've, again, he's going into very cold environments. I feel like him wearing something of warmish degrees, I think, would make logical sense. Maybe, like, he can get more clothing at the Southern Temple when he's there. He can go steal more outfits. I just want to see more costumes because, so far, like, this is good. I want to see what else they can do. Uh, well, I, I can guarantee we'll have at least a second Sokka costume based on what we see here. This is true. Uh, uh, and we'll, get to, we'll go to Sokka now. I have, I don't love a Katara costume so far. I get to think it's fine. It looks a little, again, a little cosplay-ish to me. But I'm not mad yet. I need to see them in motion. I need to see them doing things. <laughs> I need to see how I, they I, flow in the wind. Well, for Aang, absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah, because uh, he's Wind Boy. He is Wind Boy. He's the last of the airbenders. Uh, the Sokka costume. Uh, actor Ian Owsley. Let's, I'm not going to, first off, I want to mention here, we're not going to discuss his ethnicity in this. It is unclear if he's white or if he's indigenous based on report, mixing reports. It is um, a very complicated issue that we two white boys don't have the information for. Right. And before I said that before, he might be, he faked his Cherokee tribe nation over or his parents did or whatever. I don't know. Only people who actually know are him and his family and that tribe. That's it. And I don't know what it means to be a tribe member or not, or if it's if ethnicity is more important than biology or family growth, I don't. It's not my decision. That's not my department. If, I'm if gonna you, comment. If you are someone that is of that descent, please inform us so that way we can learn because we don't and know things. Well, the only thing I've ever seen about his like the being brought into question is the same one Twitter thread. So I don't know how reputable it is. Also, you know, correct. Uh, let's talk about the costume and the background though. I love the background. First off, 
I I like that they are clearly going to have real sets. I like that. Yes. Well, they, there were some pictures I saw a while ago. There, it's mostly green screen still from the Southern Tribe. Looks like. Well, I mean, it also makes sense just because of the environment still being like I, I, I get filmed, that in the movie they filmed in, in the separate movie they filmed in Greenland, which that was really cool because it's all snowy and stuff. But also, you can't do that for this Netflix show. <laughs> the costume itself is clearly his war outfit that he wears when Zuko comes to the tribe. Like very clear. It's it's not his everyday outfit i love they kept that necklace it's so stupid it's like it's his book too necklace i'm pretty sure off of my memory right now um and it it's cool that he has it their shoulder pads are very furry uh, it looks like they have wave patterns on them cool i do wish his side of his head were shaved but i'm fine with it if you look on his hip though you can see the boomerang i love that a lot of people have not noticed that detail there is the boomerang on his hip ready for battle love that and you mentioned the real sets as well i love that because the I want to see what what do these bones come from? Those are very big bones. You, you want to know where the bones come from? All platypus bears. No, um, I'm actually excited to see what these, what these animals look like as well because they're really cool. You ready to see what, what, how disturbing Appa and Momo will look? I find think, out. I think they're gonna go the the Detective Pikachu route and make them look very accurate but very like fuzzy and adorable. I hope so. I never hated the last ever movie look of Appa, but his face was disturbing. <laughs> like you saw from the side, it was fine. I I think the hooks on like the little ringlets on Sokka's outfit here is interesting. If you zoom in the picture, you can see a little padding all around that it's hooking into. I wonder if it serves a purpose or it's tribal or anything else. Pretty cool. If anyone also is indigenous and can inform any more specifics into that into it, I'd love to hear more. Because I don't know if there's anything that has specific cultural meaning or references. Like how the movie Black Panther often took their costume design from African tribes around them. I don't know any indigenous tribes or their knowledge or what they are like as much because our school system failed us. But I, otherwise, we can see a little bit more of his Saka's costume underneath his padding, though. Tiny bit of the shirt and stuff. And that's pretty cool. Looks dope. I love the uh, armbands. Ian Elsley, I'm not going to touch on race or anything, but he does look and sound like Saka to me. Yeah. Um, he also is great friends with the rest of the cast, which is good for chemistry for sure. That's my major thoughts on these so far. It's been about 15 minutes we talked about just Avatar, but I've needed this in my life and I have no other outlet <laughs> for this. And I'm going to make Josh keep this in because I have no outlet. Yeah, I am really, really excited for this. Trepidation, with trepidation because the, I know the original creators left the show. Uh, I know that it's eight episodes total. I know there's it's a lot of stuff like that. It's like, hmm, interesting. Of course, Three one-hour episode, uh, one one-hour episode equals three of the episodes of the TV show runtime-wise. So like, I'm, you can do a lot. Like the first episode is called, I think, the last Airbender in, in this new show, and that could be in the from the original show. Through the first three episodes that could end at a Southern Air Temple. Uh, it could be the Avatar turns and you know the last Airbender. It could be all three of those first episodes, and it, I'm excited to see what they do with some of this stuff. Like for instance, they cast Danny Pudi from Community as. Uh, the mechanist, the one who makes the fun machines in the show, which I think is also amazing casting, by the way. He's amazing. And I'm ex- I, but there's nothing in that indicates what episode that will be like in the episode title list. So I'm like, I don't know where that's coming in, but it's cool. I, I've always been kind of a defender of this, um, mainly mainly because of how long they've been taking their time with it. Um, obviously, you know, it's it's always a worrisome sign, like when the creator, you know, leaves something. That's It's always worrisome. 
Um, but I always had faith that they're going to, you know, not rush it, take their time with it and give us something, you know, of a decent quality. And especially with the rise in popularity of it during COVID uh, from it being on Netflix, I think that's incentivized them more to do it justice because of that. I'm really hoping they do books two and three combined, which they should. Um, That'd be very long. Well, I'm no, no. I mean, like as in terms of filming. I feel oh, like, yeah, they're, they're probably going to do that. I hope that if they, if they do put the kisses <laughs> Between uh, Katara and Aang early on filming in the call sheet, I really hope that Aang doesn't have growth spurt during the show too much. Or if puberty changes. Lots of, shooting. lots of outboxes will be used. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, because that means they would change if they eventually had the final kiss and they shoot that first. But the show, he might just change the looks and then it would go back in the last shot to a little kid again. <laughs> I am giving these a tentative yay, all of them. Just as a broad thing, Zuko's is the best costume so far, though. Um, I'll, I'm so sorry, Josh. I will. I'll give it a yay. Um, of course, I could be wrong in the future. We will find out next year. Oh, also, I think that the reason the creators left at this point was probably just to, to make Avatar Studios. It might have been, been too busy. It it could have been that. Um, they said they left because of creative differences originally, but it could have been because they like they there's things they wanted to do in the show that like oh, let's just do it in our own show now instead. Yeah, that would that wouldn't surprise me because it was like, wasn't it like when Avatar came out to Netflix? It was like right around that time that they announced that Avatar Studios was being made, roughly. Yeah. So yeah, that um, that, that that falls in line on like the timeline and stuff. Josh, we're moving into our DC stuff. Oh, great! <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna just do the easiest stuff first. Okay. okay? And that's with Blue Beetle. Uh, got a brand new poster and it looks fucking amazing. Which I post, love it. Which poster? I seen in the chat just now. Eh, it's fine. I don't like the quality. This looks like it'll be an icon or something. Like you click on this to go watch it. It's, it's, funny, it's funny. It says it says filmed for uh, for IMAX. I thought it said filmed for Max at first, like HBO Max. I, I, when I saw the Flash in IMAX, this the trailer played for this. There was no IMAX formatting for it, so I don't think it is. I think it is lying to me. What is a lie? Really, doesn't matter. Uh, but it's also funny. They, you know, at the top, they're like. Uh, Jaime Reyes is a superhero, whether he likes it or not. That is literally so many other characters too. That's just the reluctant hero trope in general of it, media. It's a, it's a very it's a thing that's been done many times. And you know, the only interesting aspect about Blue Beetle that has me interested is that his whole family knows, because like that's not something that's done too often. Well, I also like, like the character, so I'm excited to see what they do with that. I'd like the idea of he's kind of like Venom and like the scare, but back and forth communication. So I'm excited to see more of that. But cool. Josh, I have James Gunn no, news. I have Peacemaker news. Peacemaker? Peacemaker season two will begin after Super, Superman Legacy is done. That doesn't surprise me. So it's more of a delay, but James is focused on Superman, which is a good sign. That, that's a good thing. Yay. Right? Yay. I give yay. I'm also going to right now, we will not touch, you might have noticed earlier, in the film's release, I didn't mention The Flash. We will not be touching that movie at all in the DC section, not really at all. Okay? If you want to... If you want to see thoughts on it, I have a video up on it, and I explicitly say in the beginning, don't go see it. But by the time this comes out, this film is already bombed enough that you probably haven't seen it. And if you think Josh is being hypocritical, he saw it for free. Don't worry. I'm not seeing it. I'm going to see it on it, maybe maybe on HBO Max in like two months. I don't really care. You could have watched it, you could have watched it on Twitter the other day when someone uploaded it. That was funny. <laughs> And then, like the the Flash like film updates Twitter like promoted, it's just like wow, it was viewed like eight million times on Twitter. It's just like man, that's bad. I do wish the baby in my grave scene was real. <laughs> I 
fucking uh, lost it when that happened. Okay. Let's but mention that that flash stuff. I do need to bring up that we have a ca- uh, official director announcement now. James Gunn shows Andy Muschietti. It also is Muschietti officially, Josh. Muschietti, okay. Also, it's Sasha Kaya. Sasha Kaya, okay. Uh, Kaya, Kaya, because it's it's the double L's make a Y sound. We've been saying Kelly in the past. We were uninformed white guys, and we're becoming informed. We gotta learn. Uh, if we're saying it wrong, still let us know. It's I heard Kaya and Kaya are both seem better than Kali. So. Uh, and uh, Andy Muschietti will be directing Batman: The Brave and the Bold, uh, and James Gunn chose him after watching The Flash. And uh, James said, "Andy's affinity and passion for these characters and this world just resonates through every frame. There was really only one choice." Um, okay, okay, time for me to go into a rant here. We can't. We're not, not going to do a Flash rant right now, Josh. This isn't about the Flash. This is about how ba- Batman was used in the movie. Um, <laughs> Look at the pictures of the shit. Yes, I I do not think that he is right for this. The bat the Batman scene and you do it one and two. This and this is part of it. I think he works better when he has a much smaller scale. The first it movie was done very well because it was on f- very small scale. But then when it chapter two came around, the budget you know got doubled. It was a lot bigger, had bigger ideas and stuff, required more effects, and it was far worse because of it. The Flash is another prime example of that. But that's also a whole thing of like so many hands put on the film and so many other things. So it's not entirely his fault, but also just, I didn't care about any of the characters like not flashes with standing. So do you disagree with James Gunn that, that his affinity resonates through every frame? Yes, it was a, <laughs> it was a poorly directed movie. Like I never once bought that either Affleck or Keen were ever in the bat suits aside from like scenes when they were just saying words. Um, the fight I scenes, say, the, there's no weight to any of the characters in the fight scenes. It just is so bland and boring. And Keen's Batman is so poorly written. He has no character arc. He has no real character to him. His whole reason for stopping to be Batman is just like, oh, Gotham's just just free of crime now. And so then he just became an old hermit. That that's it. I, and he doesn't. I would say we. I would say we wouldn't be talking about the Flash at all, Josh. Too bad. I'm, I'm going on to it. Um, Cut that, it out though. Just I'm still. Fun. I'm still just talking about Batman, so it's fine. <laughs> but but his version just never. He doesn't have any character to him. I didn't give two flying fucks about him. And the action scenes like weren't good because I never bought that Keen was in the bat suit at all. And like I'm not saying that they're choreographed badly. I'm just saying that I didn't feel anything I, for that. I will say I don't envy him with this movie because everything that happened, as well as things that like the script is written so many different times, over and over again. They had to change things in production numerous times as management kept changing. So like I don't know what this movie would have been originally. It's just it's but it's, I don't it's an unenvious task. I don't think any Muschietti is the right person for this role, this uh, decision make. I don't think he's the right person for Batman necessarily. Uh, again, I've only seen it one and two. I don't think, based on the my knowledge of seeing those, he'd be the perfect part for it. That's my only takeaway right now. I have a feeling after the poor critical and box office reception to the flash, I'm willing to bet that because of like how long it's going to take for this movie to get made, they'll probably replace him or he'll drop out. He might just move on to their projects at some point. Because yeah. cause he signed a deal with Warner Brothers to like produce a lot of stuff for them. So I wouldn't be surprised if like a project comes across his desk that he'll be like, oh, I want to direct that. That's, that seems interesting to make. Let's now bring into our final news thing, which both that Josh and I will both probably talk about a lot for a minute. This is probably the most exciting thing that we've gotten. And that's we have officially gotten 
Superman legacy casting announcements. Like no more rumors. We got some actually we do have one more rumor, but we have a lot of announcements. Let's start with the rumor though. The rumor is that two brothers fighting against one another for a part. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, both Alexander and Bill Skarsgård, who we always forget our brothers, they look so different to me, are both on the short list to play Lex Luthor in Superman Legacy. Uh, I, I saw get, someone say the cult. I, I saw someone say that uh, every other scene they should switch out. Like, um, oh my god, Bill does one scene, the next scene is Alex. I think that'd be hilarious. Same with Stellan, just all three of them rotating. <laughs> be great. Um, honestly, I think it should be Nicole at this point. Yeah, I was, yeah, I think he'd be good as Lex. I'm just curious, like, what their approach to Lex is going to be in this universe. Like, what kind of a uh, villain is going to be? Same as Eisenberg. No difference. The older I get, I, the more I like that <laughs> performance. It's just funny. I don't care anymore. Uh, I can say I don't. I don't care. BVS. I, we, Josh and I like BVS at this point. Who cares? It's dead anyway. It, Snyder even said it. Yay on this uh, rumored list, short list. If if it happens, yay. I don't know who I would prefer, but I just think that both of them would do a good job. No, that's not the only. We don't. That doesn't mean it's the, the whole short list. It's just these two people. They are both on the short list. What you heard. I'm sure Nick Holt is still on that short list. But speaking of Nick Holt, uh, he did not get the part of Superman. Sadly, as, uh, people keep a lot of people rumor him to play Superman. I am like indifferently sure. I say he's the only people I've, out of the list of people who are on that short list who I had seen act. And that was good, so whatever. But we have our Superman Lois officially now. And they both look like Superman Lois, at least. That's that's great. Yes. Uh, David Corinsweat, who people have been campaigning for for literally like six years straight, I've noticed. Like for a long time. People are like, he'd be a great younger Superman. And you know what? He is now. Yeah. And Rachel Brosnahan, who you might know as Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, as the titular character, she'll be playing Lois Lane. And the movie for Superman Legacy comes out July 11th, 2025, if things go as planned. Cool. I'm, da- I'm very down for this. I've seen both of them and stuff. I-, I think they will both crush it. I think they'll both be great. Have you seen you seen Maisel at all? The first, like, 20 minutes of the first episode, and from what I saw, I enjoyed <laughs> it. I-, I saw her in the Benedict Cumberbatch movie, The Courier, um, and she was really good in that. And David Corners, what he's even said before, back in 2019, he said, I love Henry Cavill, uh, his dark, gritty take. I would love to see the next one be very bright and optimistic um he said it, he it back in 2019 that same question he said it was, it was his pie in the sky kind of ambition to play the role like his like his biggest dream like it'll never happen that'd be that'd be awesome and yeah. you know what you got it david you get you got it you got it and i'm glad he does exude superman i've seen the clip from i think it was hollywood something uh yes that was the show he was in yeah it's just him also talking just like clark kent oh like, yeah about life and stuff like and he looks at the part like you know what I'm sold because I was talking to I think it was you earlier um, about wanting a gentler Superman. I was talking to Bueller, uh, a friend of the podcast, Bueller, about this. How I love Henry Cavill, but I never saw him uh, the, the truly gentle side of him that I wanted to see from Superman. He's a, he should be a gentle giant. Um, like Ca- who- Cavill in real life seems like he would be a gentle giant, but we never really got to see that in his in his we performances. Got to see- shoehorn at the end of justice league theatrical we saw it <laughs> yeah and i love Cavill superman i don't get wrong i love i mean i've been a record for many times i i've been a record many times i love man of steel so goddamn much and josh likes batman vs superman i do too he doesn't like man of steel as much but i think that overall henry wasn't bad but we never got to see the the, the farm boy 
We never got to see the one who just had fun with his friends and had high school bullies and, you know, lived life in an authentic, gentle way. Even flashback Clark in Man of Steel had angst. I'm like, dude, that, that that's probably like one of my biggest problems with how they interpreted the character is they lost so much of the humanity that makes Superman so relatable in favor of like, oh, look, he can do cool action now and all that. I'm like, yes, it's cool. He can do that. But like, that's not why so many fell in love with the character. They fell in love with him because of the humanity that was in this guy. Now, I understand if you're protective over Henry Cavill, like that, that might be your Superman. I get it. Like a lot of people, um, if you grew up with Christopher Reeve, that's your Superman, so you always think is the best. If Man of Steel came out in your formative years, you'll be like, that's my Superman always. And I get it. I understand that feeling. People who grew up maybe watching Superman Returns over and over again, but like, you know, the two people who did that, they might be like, Brandon Routh, that's my guy. Uh, but that's how it always happens. You grow up and you, like, you get attached to things you're watching in your formative years, and I guess you get, like really attached to that. That does not mean go harassing the creators of this. Don't go harassing the cast of this. Because guess what? This character will be played by a thousand more people later on. Most popular superhero in all of the world. We gotta move on. We gotta let people, we gotta let people do the part. It's okay. Uh, people who keep calling him a Walmart version of Henry Cavill or knockoff Henry Cavill, like, oh, you want Henry Cavill? We got Henry Cavill at home. You mean Superman? Like, mother, like, like motherfucker, they both look like the goddamn character. It's like, you're not looking for a Walmart Superman. Uh, you're not looking for Walmart Henry Cavill. They found someone who just looks like Superman in a different way. Like, it's just, <laughs> and if you say that he can't play Superman because he's not buff, I'm like, look at the photo that um, Henry Cavill of Henry Cavill for his audition for Man of Steel. The man was not jacked. Like he Although got, say, he got jacked for the performance. It was it'd be amazing though because he got to wear uh, Christopher Reeve's actual suit, screen used for his like, screen test. Uh, Henry Cavill, that's wild to me. Yeah, the fact that that Bale for his screen test wore the George Clooney suit. Yeah, that's just, that's crazy. Why does that? That's so weird to me. They don't. Um, and that's cool. But yes, I agree with you fully. Let them let them move on. Let us just have things. He, yeah, he'll get buff. Also, Superman doesn't have to be buff. Like he can be strong without looking gigantic. Look at Christopher Reeve. Look at Brandon and, Routh. They weren't gigantic. And if you were, if we really want to get technical about this, um, he should te- be. Technically, he should be bone skinny. The man should not have muscle, but because you know the, that's how this the science of his works. But you know, because it's a comic book and it's fucking fiction. Like, yeah, give him muscles. Who cares? <laughs> well, the reason for that also is that it, the radiation, like the sun, like inflated his muscles. Sean, you're defeating my my argument here. <laughs> No, I understand. But my point is, that I, I do agree with you that he, he should be whatever size he naturally would be. Yeah, like his genetic, like that just it wouldn't be gigantic because it's his strength comes from energy, atmosphere, sunlight. You know these science fiction things. The sun uh, is science fiction. The sun, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sunlight's not really all. It's a conspiracy. The birds work the bourgeoisie. You know, whatever. They both also like exude this. I could have been alive in the forties. Energy, yeah, he really does. Like, because especially, for, and it's just because like the show Hollywood takes place during that time. But he looks like it feels like no. he's from the forties. I love that. There's a, a thing I saw was uh, for actors who are in period pieces. Do they look? Do they look like they know what an iPhone is? And Rachel Brosnahan and David Cornsweet do not, and that's they, great. They do not look like they know what an iPhone is. Like their their face, like like Timothy Chalamet. No, he I'm looks a, like a Victorian child. 
I don't know why, but I feel like Superman, Superman as a character, for some reason, like, wouldn't get an iPhone. He would just have a flip phone all his life. He just, seems like the, he just seems like he's the kind of guy to do that. He also has the curls. He looks like if you combined Tom Welling from Smallville with Henry Cavill, and I love that. He also, he got, he's got a Brandon Routh, like, a bit of to him. And it was, like, but his eyebrows, like, he's like a, he just, he com- he's the, all the actors combined, kind of. And it's, he looks, he looks like an AI interpreted Superman in real life. You get him. And that's yep. not praise of AI. That just means it's a praise of his casting. Uh, yay. Yay, yay, yay. I can't say yay enough on this. Again, I know he's in him act yet, but I've seen clips of him. And he looks, he feels like the character. I, I've only seen him in Pearl. Um, the man exudes charisma, so I'm excited to see what he's like. What's funny to me is look-wise and feel-wise, he, it feels like he could be a contemporary to Robert Pattinson's Batman if that was the same universe. That's true. Like, I'm like, y'all just combine now. We got, we got your, we got your, your, uh, your buddy. <laughs> that would be so funny if they just said, actually, Batman Brave and Bold is canceled. We now have the Batman Two as the movie. <laughs> it's, uh, Lord, that that's gonna be That'd so be... fun and confusing. Oh, I know. Um, when people see Batman Brave and Bold, why was he recast? No, God. But yay, Josh. What? Josh, that's our show. It is. That's all. That's it crazy we had news this was not maybe our most our jokey one we've done so far but i had fun it, it's it's interesting always talking about these things i am excited to see where this universe goes also it feels weird saying dcu because also detective comics universe does not feel right detective is comics it, <laughs> detective comics comics universe it's chai chai tea is just chai you're saying tea twice i've read you about this with many many times about dc comics yeah it's so stupid but also dcu is also stupid because i mean it's not the universe it's not the dc universe it's the dc cinematic universe because it's different from the comics universe so whatever it should be the dc squared U, the dccu (laughs) unless the d stands for dc the c is cinematic and the u is universe (laughs) look no matter what they do they're not gonna win well dceu it it flowed better to me I, i still don't like it no it's also dumb Josh, where can people find you online? Oh, I'm at places. I'm at YouTube at Josh Rudolph, Twitter, J underscore Rudy28, and Instagram at J underscore Rudy16. And you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at That Nerd in Theater. And you can find me on Twitter at The Theater Nerd. And you can email the show on uh, with the, yeah. You can email the show at podgeekspeak at gmail.com or tweet at us with hashtag geekspeakpod. Oh, we also have a subreddit now. We do? Um, we have a subreddit. So if you are at all interested in going to it, it's it's uh, reddit.com slash r slash geekspeakpod. There are two members there currently. So y'all can join the subreddit. But yeah, you can go to the subreddit if you want to just post or talk about the episodes or give us ideas, whatever. You can do that there. And, and you can tweet us with hashtag geekspeakpod or geekspeakpod on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It's been a fun one. It's been a long one, but Josh is going to have fun editing it. Woo! Um, woo! Next episode, in theory, is Fast and Furious. No, it's probably not. Uh, next episode, we might have a guest on a Bueller, because he actually he has a, a new movie coming out, an Indiegogo campaign. So, that's fun. Woo! Woo! Josh? What? Embrace your inner banana. And remember, boy. I'm not affiliated with you. I'll take those words to heart. You can stop recording now. Ha <laughs> <laughs> 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.